What is up, everybody? Welcome back into another edition of Tide Talk Live. Stacey Blackwood here, joined as always by my good buddy Jake Thomas. Jake, how you doing on this Monday evening? I'm doing good, man. I had the day off. I had another day to take. So uh, here, all I did was rain and rain and <laughs> and rain some more. So I didn't do much of anything. So uh, I enjoyed the time of the last, but it's back to the old grind tomorrow. How about you, brother? I'm good, man. I'm good. Like you said, ain't done nothing but rain around here and uh i think it's gonna rain some more tomorrow so yeah tomorrow but, uh, wednesday thursday friday out and it's crazy it's miserable weather here in north alabama right now yeah it is <clears throat> but jake yesterday the uh the, the college football playoff committee released the, the final four rankings and and the top 25 and uh, of course Alabama did not quite make it in they are the the first team out at, at number five uh you know not not too terribly surprising. That's probably that's where I thought they would probably be, uh, with all the chaos that happened, Jake, uh, at the end of the season. There was still a chance that Alabama could make it oh, in, yeah. and, they, and they were that close. I mean, it was mm-hmm. it was really close to happening, but uh, they didn't make it. They still get a chance to play in the New Year's Six Bowl against Kansas State. We're gonna talk a little bit about all that here in just a minute, but but you guys know the drill. If you're not already, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell. Give this video a thumbs up and, and just jump in the comments and give us your thoughts on, you know, where Alabama landed uh, in the playoff rankings uh, and uh, your the matchup with uh, Kansas State and also maybe even some portal reaction with all the guys that have that have gone to the portal. As we're, as we're wow. recording this on Monday night, a total of 12 Alabama players are now in the portal. So uh, there's been a lot of turnover. There's going to be a lot of roster turnover in Tuscaloosa this offseason and uh, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. Jake, let's just start off with the with the playoff rankings. It's Georgia 1, Michigan 2, uh, TCU 3, and Ohio State 4. Like I mentioned, Alabama coming at number 5. Uh, do you have a problem with the rankings? And what's your just initial thoughts or, you know, just your quick thoughts on what the playoffs going to look like uh, when it's all said and done? Uh, you know, uh, you probably could have flip-flopped Ohio State and TCU, if that was going to be your top four, I understand you probably don't want to do another matchup, uh, rematch between Michigan and Ohio State. Um, but, I mean, TCU did lose a conference championship game last Saturday. I know it was an overtime loss. Uh, but, I mean, they didn't get reprimanded for it, you know. They they, they lost and got put in, you know. They, they lost and didn't move. I know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, How was that even possible? I don't know. Now – if Georgia would have lost, they would probably knock them down to at least four. Maybe That's what even I'm saying. I, I mean, right. if Georgia loses their game, mm-hmm. you mean yeah. to tell me they don't? I, I that that made no sense to me. I don't care yeah. if they didn't want another Ohio State Michigan right. contest in in the semifinals. Mm-hmm. You can't. You basically just uh, gave Georgia the shaft <laughs> by making them play the second most talented team in the playoff in the first round. Right, and and the people was like, well, well, they're the four C. I mean, Ohio State is arguably, like you said, probably the the second or third best team in in the country, talent wise. You yeah. Know? So I mean, it's Georgia's got to have a tough matchup. Yeah, I mean, to me, the the championship game is is right. the semifinal between Georgia mm-hmm. and Ohio State. I mean, yeah. I know I know Michigan beat Ohio State uh, there to end the season. And uh, I just feel like if that game was played again, that Ohio State – I mean, that game was so close in, uh, into the fourth quarter and just kind of really, you know, got away from Ohio State. But, Jake, they have C.J. Stroud. They have right. all those weapons at 
wide receiver, a great running game. Uh, their defense yeah. is better this season than it has been years past. I just, I, I just feel like they they punish Georgia as the number one seed, making them play Ohio State in that semifinal matchup. And they didn't do anything to TCU for losing to Kansas State uh, in their conference championship game. That that made no sense to me. Yeah, that that was one of the head scratchers, you know, on the weekend for me. Was I mean they just like okay you you lost but you're still gonna be the third seed just absolutely made no sense yeah and, and look we, we can we can talk about first of all there's there's a few things you know I, I've said a lot that there, there's more than one thing can be true at the same time Jake and look did Alabama do what they needed to do this year to earn a playoff spot no. Mm-hmm. Do I still mm-hmm. think they're one of the best four teams in the country? I do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I do. Mm-hmm. Jake, the only team they would not be favored against is Georgia, and it'd be like right. a one-point game. It'd be like the highest three at right. least. That's it. Uh, it's just I, – I hate – and this makes me sound like a homer, but I'm not really being a homer. Mm. If, it's, if it's truly about putting the four best teams in, <laughs> I, I just – I don't know where – look – and I wrote an article yesterday on Roll Tide Wire about, about, to me, there's not a difference between the most deserving and the best. To me, they're the same thing. Mm-hmm. The best teams are the, are the most deserving teams. They're one mm-hmm. and the in my opinion. And uh, I feel like we, we confuse deserving with, well, which team makes me feel the best about them getting in? Right. Like, Jake, TCU strength schedule is crap. Oh, yeah. I mean, they basically failed in every single game they played. Yeah. And look, give them credit. They won those games, Jake. But they lost to to, to Kansas State, who, by the way, is playing with their backup quarterback. Mm -hmm. And, Jake, if it wasn't for Kansas State muffing that punt in the fourth quarter, they were fisting to run away away (laughs) with that game against TCU. Yeah. And TCU had no answer. They had no answer in, in no. that contest. And, and nope. uh, that, that muff punt really changed that game for, for mm-hmm. TCU. And give those guys credit. Max Duggan really, really dug in deep and, and helped, mm-hmm. uh, you know, almost lead that, that great comeback. And they just fell short. But And I'm not trying to take anything away from TCU, but for, there was a lot of people saying that there's no way Alabama should be considered. And my whole point in my article was, if you can look me in the eyes and tell me you don't think Alabama is one, of, you don't think Alabama would beat TCU on a neutral field. No, you're crazy because they can. That's, that's what, that, mm-hmm. and they would nine out of they ten would. times, right? And so uh, that's why I don't think it's crazy for the committee to put them at five. It's not like I'm going to finish at fifty-five. They finished at five, Jake. Right. So yeah. the the fact that people, other fan bases, are like they shouldn't even be right there. They had two losses. Blah 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 blah, Jake. Anybody plays the schedule I've ever played, they have two. They, they probably have two losses too. Right. Yep. I mean, they at the time at the time of the games that they were played, Jake, Alabama played five true road games against mm-hmm. ranked opponents. Yeah. I don't know of anybody that's done that in the last several years. No, I, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. I mean, that, that it's, is it's so rare. It's so rare because it's rare that it's not rare that you play that many raked opponents. It's just rare that they happen to all wind up being true road games. Right. I mean, all the good teams that Alabama played this year were on the road. Yeah. Texas was ranked when we first played them in in a hot scorching sun. 
at yeah. eleven o'clock in the morning. Right, I believe before Arkansas fell apart, they was they was ranked. <laughs> they were. Uh, yep, Tennessee home ranked, really good team. Uh, uh, you know, Ole Miss LSU, ranked LSU. really good. LSU. I mean, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, that was a brutal schedule for Alabama. Right, and see, and, and I think I think the committee. I don't want to say – I don't think they got it wrong. or I think they did what was politically correct in putting TCU in over Alabama because I, I just – and maybe I am being Alabama homer. I don't I don't know, but th- I can't help how I truly feel. I, I'm not going to get up here and lie. My, my gut and me watching football for – I mean, I'm 33 and I've really been watching this since I was 10 years old, so nearly 25 years of, of watching football and really keeping up with it and, and really understanding the game. Jake, TCU does not beat Alabama on a neutral field. Michigan does not beat Alabama on a neutral field. Ohio State does not beat Michigan – doesn't beat Alabama on a neutral field. Jake, the only team, to, in my opinion – that has the best shot of beating Georgia this year is Alabama. Yeah, that's the only team, honestly. And, you know, Alabama did not play championship-level football or Alabama standard football this season, mm-hmm. but they were still one of the best teams in the country, Jake. And we have to remember, look, and I think the committee remember this as well, Jake. Bryce Young from October 1st till basically the end of November did not practice. He was hurt. Mm-hmm. And he was hurt. Mm-hmm. So I think that was also that's also something to remember, Jake. That's a lot to do with what happened with the offense. And you know, you know, I blame Bill O'Brien, and he does. He doesn't. He lacks innovation. He doesn't really fit well in the college game for what Alabama has and wants to do. Uh, but Jake Bryce being hurt, it, it it limited his his development in the offense with his young wide receivers, and uh, you know that was really a lot of the struggles that or what led to a lot of the struggles on the offensive side of the ball. And that's not an excuse. I'm sorry. When you state the facts, it's not an excuse. Um, people love to talk about how close the Texas A&M game is. Oh, you mean when Jalen Milrow made his first career start in the SEC? Mm. Right. I mean, I mean, good grief. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But anyway, no, I, but you know, I'm okay with the play. I'm okay with Alabama not getting in. I'm not, I don't think it's a travesty that it did in. I, I, I'm just saying that, it's not crazy to think that they deserved to be in the conversation. Yeah, my my only thing was if, you know, if they would have got in, maybe the spring cleaning, as I call it, might not happen. So maybe it's a blessing in disguise because, I mean, right. everybody knows there there needs to be some some cleansing down there because, I mean, apparently we've already seen it with, with you know, a bunch of players transferring out. I'm sure Saban is telling guys, you know, hey, you know, if you're not going to abide by the Alabama standard, then you just need to find you a new home. And I'm sure he's going to be telling some of his coaches that as well. Hey, we have a standard here, and we didn't live up to it. You just need to go on and, and find you another another job somewhere else. Yeah, you know? that's a great point. And you kind of mm-hmm. transition into our, our next topic, Jake, and that's the transfer portal. Like mm-hmm. I mentioned in the opening, uh, I think a total of 12 players from Alabama are now in the portal. Uh, a lot of offensive players, offensive linemen, wide receivers, uh, a couple of defensive players. But, but Jake, to me, there's only one guy that's really been surprising, and that's Javion Cohen, a guy who right. started, you know, I think 19 games in his Alabama career now, and maybe more than that. Uh, he started 10 this year, and shoot, no, it's way more than that. He started 10 this year, and I think he started 
13 or 14 last season. So, right. uh, you know, you're looking at a guy with 20 plus starts and, you know, w- would have been set to return as a starter next season. So it was really surprising to see him enter the portal. But Jake, this is also guys, it's important to remember that before the season started, he was struggling with some, uh, you know, some mental health and, you know, he, he went and got some treatment and, and all that. And mm-hmm. it seems like he's recovered from that, but uh, I just wonder if he thought it was time for him to get a fresh start and, uh, right. You know, I, I don't want to. I'm never going to really fault a guy for 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 feeling like he needs a fresh start, especially somebody who's kind of dealt with the things that Cohen has, uh, you know, leading up to the season. Right. I don't. I don't blame one bit. Where, where is he from, by the way? Where, uh, he's from. He's from Birmingham. From? Birmingham. Okay. So you know, I just you know, it's Tuscaloosa. You know, some some of these instances, you know, people leaving because they get homesick. You right. see a lot of that in the transfer, but. I mean, Tuscaloosa is kind of close to Birmingham, so that's not the reason. But like you said, maybe he just needs a fresh start, and, and I hope he does well where he goes. You know, I, I still think he's probably going to be, uh, you know, a, a good draft pick. He he might not be first or second round, but he'll be he'll be a good good player for an NFL team uh, once he gets some experience. But uh, that was surprising for sure uh, because I mean, like we said, I mean his his position pretty much would have been almost guaranteed next year because, I mean, he would be one of the returning guys coming back. Yeah, yeah. So, so to me, so far, uh, Cohen's about the, the biggest surprise. And mm-hmm. and I don't, I'm not even shocked by it. I'm just a little surprised by it. Uh, nobody mm-hmm. else really is surprising, Jake. You know, Treshawn Holden, uh, he's been passed over by younger guys. Right. Same with JoJo Earl, Christian Leary. They've all been passed over by, by younger players, you know, such as Kendrick Law and, and Kobe Prentice. Isaiah, Isaiah. so uh, you know the writing was kind of on the on the wall for those guys. Uh, of course, Trey Sanders is in the portal as well. We wish him nothing but the best. Uh, yeah, a dude that really gave his all for Alabama and trying to get back on the field with all that he's been through. So uh, we wish him nothing but the best. And you know, a guy like Damian George, who's like much like the wide receivers, just kind of got passed over uh, by by some of the younger players and. You know, now Tommy Brockermeyer's in the portal, Amari Kite, another offensive lineman. So, uh, right now, Jake, going into the Sugar Bowl, which, you know, we're really going to be talking about the rest of the way through here, Jake, uh, the offensive line is going to be pretty thin. Uh, you know, uh, with Cohen in the portal, Tommy Brockermeyer in the portal, Damon George, uh, Amari Kite, that's four offensive linemen, Jake, in the portal. So, Alabama's looking at around nine or ten scholarship players that are offensive linemen, if, if my if my numbers are right in my head, I'm just kind of thinking off the top of my head right now. Mm-hmm. So um, that that's really interesting to to kind of see how that uh, plays out. I'm, I'm I'm excited to see who could kind of take the spot there at left guard for uh, well, I guess it'd be Tyler Booker, Tyler Booker. Assu- assuming Emil Ekior plays in right. the whole game. So see that's what's that's what's going to make this really interesting over the next couple of weeks, Jake is. Not only is the transfer portal, but but the possibility that players opt out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's definitely something to be watching out for. And to me, uh, I'm not going to blame anybody if they opt out. But I would like for people to – you remember a couple of years ago, Jake, Jerry Judy, uh, he was oh, yeah. one of the only guys who decided to play in that, in that bowl game against Michigan. And, you know, he went absolutely nuclear on the Wolverines. <laughs> Uh, yeah. He worked himself into a top ten pick, Jake, and mm-hmm. uh, he made himself a lot of money. So uh, I think, like Coach Saban always says, it's an opportunity to create value for yourself. 
But I'm not going to be mad at Bryce Young, Will Anderson, Brian Branch, or any of those guys who say, you know what, uh, I'm going to I'm going to get ready for the NFL draft because you know that's my future. Uh, and you know we're not going to accomplish an SEC championship this year. We're not going to win a national championship. Uh, we're going to kind of step back and let these younger players get ready to kind of you know take the mantle from us mm-hmm. and, and move on and really kind of make this the first game of next season. Right, we've seen that in 2019 and the 2020 bowl game when, uh, you know, when Mac Jones and them guys come in and and just dominate, like you said. But, um, you know that that is going to be the interesting thing, and I, I'm I agree 100 percent with you. If Will Anderson, Brashawn, Brian Branch, some guys don't, you know, don't play, then it's going to be good to see Netspan up. It's going to be good to see Jalen Milrow and and Ty Simpson, and, and just see which one's going to have the lead going into next season. Uh, for for that number two or the number one uh, quarterback uh, right. spot, if if we don't get a transfer in, because I mean we had that as well. But you know, I you know twenty years ago, you never saw people or never heard people, you know, opting out of bowl games. It didn't matter what bowl you was in. So it, this is a weird transition football is going through, and when we just got to hang on and go with it. But it, it's just kind of disappointing to see all this stuff going on because like, like I said, 20 years ago, you never heard people opting out of bowl games and you, you didn't worry about a transfer portal and people just going here, there and everywhere. And especially getting to play the next season. If you did transfer out, you had to set wait a season. So, and that, that pretty much made everybody stay where they was at and work their way onto the field. That's the thing about college football now is if you don't, if you don't win your position, you just go, go off somewhere and, 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 but there's no competition. Come on. What happened to that competition? What happened to fighting for your right to be on the field? It's not there no more. And and fo- college football is losing its luster, it seems like. And I just hate to see that because it needs to, the, the competition was there to help the starters get better. Because if, if if there's somebody behind them pushing them, then they have to work harder for yeah. it. And, and if there's nobody behind them now, they don't have to work as hard because they, they're automatically – given a a right to to the position that they're at and you know you you have mental folk mental you know miscues and stuff kind of like what happened in alabama this year so it happens it's happened across the board in college football though so i'm with you jake it's the, the transfer portal has kind of turned into a an easy way out for, right. for for these young athletes and i'm not saying do away with the transfer portal no i mean because because look Guys, if guys needs a, needs a new start, he needs a new start. But you're right; it, it's kind of it's there's there's these unintended consequences when when you do things like this. And mm-hmm. part of it is, uh, like you said, when a guy look, sees that he's not going to be the starter, he's like, "All right, well, I'll just move on to the next place." Right. Uh, and and you know, I, I don't like that part. Uh, mm-hmm. But this is the age of college football that we're in, right. Jake. You talked about mm-hmm. the opt outs. Uh, the playoff era has kind of really brought that on. Um, you know, maybe with the, with the expanding to 12 teams, these New Year's six games will obviously mean more because there'll be more than that. And, you know, everybody's still fighting for a chance. There'll be 12 teams fighting for a chance to win a national championship instead of just four. So, uh, you know, some of these higher-end players uh, would still be, you know, giving all they got and, you know, not right. – I don't want to say quitting on their team, but, you know, just deciding to move on before the end of the season and, Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I think that's it's such a like you said. It's so weird right now. It's it is. I, mm-hmm. I know we should be getting used to it by now, but I, I'm just mm-hmm. not. I'm not right. Yeah, you're right. And going going back to something you said earlier, you know, uh, about the offensive line. Depending on, like you said, if if we have guys playing or not, we could we could potentially in the bowl game be looking at a new left tackle. We're looking at a new a new guard, left guard for sure. Uh, center is still good because Seth McLaughlin or Dalcourt, but would be fine there. Ekior, so we might have to put in a new right tackle and then or right guard and then right tackle is set with Latham. So I mean, you got three of the five spots. You know, potentially you 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 may have to you know you're gonna have a new face at just to see who's going to take over them positions, like you said. Yeah, and the scholarship numbers will be down at wide receiver as well. Right. Um, be interesting to see what Jameer Gibbs does, Jake, because. I think he has the first round potential. Uh, so, you know, you're looking at a guy who could opt out as well. And you might see more Jace McClellan or Rodell Williams, uh, maybe Jamari Miller, the freshman running back since Trey Sanders is gone. So uh, there's just a lot to to kind of dissect and kind of take in over the next couple of weeks before the game gets here. But as far as the matchup, just in the next for the next two minutes, Jake, the matchup with Kansas State, Jake, I think this is going to be a, it's a really good it's a really good opportunity for Alabama, Jake, because, look, Alabama, even with all the opt-outs and the guys mm-hmm. who are transferring, they're going to be the more talented team, Jake. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, Kansas State's not really going to have any guys that opt-out or, or because, you know, they don't really have any high-end draft picks, but they're just a really good football team. You know, they're mm-hmm. well-coached. Uh, they do everything like, the you know, the old-school way. And, uh, you know, so it's going to be a really good matchup for Alabama to kind of they're going to have to man up, Jake. These these guys that are coming in and filling in for the guys that are going to be missing, uh, they're going to have to man up. And it, yeah. that's going to be really exciting to see on December 31st If what kind of mindset this team comes in with because Kansas State's going to come out ready to fight, Jake, and they're, they're right. going to want to beat Alabama. I mean, that that I, I, don't, I know they just won the Big 12, and even if Alabama has a bunch of opt-outs, that would be one of the biggest wins in Kansas State history. Right, it probably would be the biggest win in Kansas. I mean, so I mean, a Sugar Bowl win over Alabama, Jake. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you don't think you don't think Kansas State wants to win this game? Yeah, they're going to be up. They're going to be up. So Alabama Mm -hmm. better be ready. Yeah, they better be ready. And uh, you know, I watched a good bit of that big or that Big Twelve championship game the other day. One one of the you know big things that I noticed was man that defensive you know that that defense for for Kansas State they get after the quarterback and I mean they Mm -hmm. got after Max Duggan. A good bit. I mean, Duggan was on the ground face first. I mean, he was hurting at the end of that game, and he still showed a lot of fight for for TCU. But I mean, Kansas State. I mean, gave him all he he could want and more in that game. Uh, and, and then the other one, I, his his name escapes me, but they're running back. I mean, he Deuce, is small. Deuce Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn. He is so small and elusive. He's going to be hard to tackle. I mean, hey, they, they, they got in. they got two playmakers on offense, Jake. Deuce right. Vaughn and and uh, what's his name, Malik Knowles, the wide receiver. Yeah. Jake, Malik those Knowles, two yeah. guys are playmakers. So, mm-hmm. Alabama's gonna have to know where they line up on the field at all times because they're yeah. capable of taking the top off the defense. And uh, I'm excited to see if this this if if Alabama comes in focused and prepared, or if they just kind of show up, uh, you know, lethargic and you know, not really into it because it's not a playoff game. So that that's going to be yeah. a lot of fun. I can't wait to kind of look at this closer over the next few weeks leading up to the matchup. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot of fun, Jake. I expect more transfer portal entries from the Crimson Tide. I think they're at 12 right now. 
I expect as many as 15. That was my that was my minimum when I kind of thought about it. When I'm you know in my, in my head about the roster and what I think could happen, a minimum of 15 enter the portal. So at least three more, in my opinion, is going to enter the portal before it's all said and done. And it could be more. And uh, you know you got to think about after spring ball, there's probably going to be some more as well because there's always a couple here and there after that as well. So there's a lot to look forward to, Jake. Uh, you know the, the regular season's over. Uh, championship weekend is over, but the playoff is set. The bowl games are set, uh, and there's going to be a lot to talk about over the next couple of weeks because mm-hmm. it's transfer portal season, mm-hmm. it's coaching carousel season, uh, early signing days in a couple of weeks. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, like like Kiffin said, get your popcorn ready. There's yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, and there's going to be a lot going on over the next few weeks. Absolutely. We'll be back, you know, to, we'll break down some more of these SEC matchups. There's a lot of good good games this year. And one I really want to talk about in the next couple of weeks is the all-Orange Bowl, Orange Bowl. I, am, ugh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to stomach watching that, that game at all. But uh, we also uh, probably have some more – we definitely will have some more basketball talk. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Nate Oates has got a, a stud of a team right now. And uh, the last couple of games – Brandon Miller hasn't done as much, but other other guys around him have stepped up. So it's it's good to see that we have you know more than just one playmaker on this team this year. So a uh, lot more to talk about. Also, want to say real quick, congratulations to the women's soccer team. Yep. Didn't end the way we would like for it to, but Coach Hart, tremendous job, and, and ladies, tremendous job this year. Y'all did y'all did a wonderful job representing the uh, the state and and the university. So, uh, you know, just get better and get there next year and then get to that championship. So, congratulations, girls. Well said, well said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the basketball team, yeah, the next two opponents, Houston and Gonzaga. <laughs> yeah. Gonzaga's lost a couple of games, so I'm starting to feel a little bit better about that one. But if if we can beat Houston on the road, that would be absolutely amazing for our already amazing, you know, resume. <laughs> so, uh, Saturday is going to be wild, but uh, but that's going to do it, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, I hope you enjoyed our our chat about you know a little bit of everything the, the college football playoff, the, the transfer <laughs> portal, the a little bit about the Kansas State matchup, and uh, it's been a lot of fun, Jake. Uh, really appreciate mm-hmm. you hopping on with me. I can't wait to do it again here in a couple of days. But but uh, if you're not already, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, and make sure you give this video a huge thumbs up. But for Stacy Blackwood and Jake Thomas, this has been Tide Talk Live. And until next time, roll tide. Roll tide. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.